2: March 21st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Winnick, Verzalini, Colin McLaughlin were produced on the TV10 side by our intern Gerald Wright. Twelve thirty today, we'll be joined by Jefferson baseball head coach, the legendary John Lowry Sr. As they're now 1-0 on the season, and they'll face Martinsburg for their first EPAC game of the season, which we'll have for you tonight on Talk Radio WRNR, TV10W our TV on YouTube as well. Uh, but guys, it's a great day for some baseball. It's going to have some nice weather today.
3: Yeah, and you can't really ask for a much better matchup in the EPAC, uh, the regional championship from last season, Martinsburg and Jefferson. And I mean, these two teams have, you know, probably the, the best two programs in the EPAC. So uh, it's a great way to start off the week of what's a busy week of baseball for us, uh, and softball. And, um, you know, Jefferson, Martinsburg, big rivalry, two teams though that lose a lot from last year. So it's kind of a new look for both of these two teams. Um, you know, I think it's a, a fun matchup and, uh, we get to see the field as well with the new turf. So that'll be cool to see. And, uh, you know, great for the, uh, for the area as well because of the fact that it's not just martinsburg field it's also the berkeley post 14 legion teams field so yeah
2: 650 tonight they'll do a dedication trip we'll uh, leave the broadcast and head to the field to be a part of the presentation obviously because it's all from Ber- the berkeley post 14 hornets organization uh with american legion baseball uh that made it all possible uh but we'll go on tonight at 6:30 instead of 6:40, and uh yeah, we'll have a normal pregame show. Besides, the 650 we will come back and send it down to the field, most likely with the PA system, I believe, if they'll have it.
4: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. It's a great way to uh, get the show off the new field as well. It should be a uh, packed crowd to see it all, as it always is when it's Jefferson against Martinsburg. So if you haven't seen the uh, field yet, go see it. If not, tune in on TV10 or WRNR TV on YouTube to see it. I'm really Looking forward to it because this is the first time I get to go see uh, everything that's been changed in person for the first time. So it's a uh, great look. The turf looks awesome. The uh, concrete in the stadium seats now from Municipal Stadium in Hagerstown, it's definitely a great feel and a very nice baseball stadium in the area.
2: Definitely is. And, again, 6.30 will be our pregame coverage on radio, TV, and YouTube. Uh, with pit, first pitch at 7 p.m. Let's get into some baseball games from last night as well as softball. As Musselman knocked off James Wood out of Virginia 7-2, to Jason Myers went 2-3 for three with two RBIs to the plate. Aiden Seitz pitched six innings, giving up two hits, two runs, and earned while striking out nine as the Appleman notched their first win of the season last night. And Aiden Seitz... Transfer from Mus- or excuse me, transfer transfer from Spring Mills. First time we see him on the mound this year, and uh, that staff could be lethal if they can get it all working at the same time.
3: For sure. I mean, they have a ton of talent that team. It was just getting to be a matter of when can they put it all together. Not really if, and uh, Musselman, you know, has that talent. They got off to a slow start, but I think that's expected, especially when you have so sort of a few guys that are coming off of. The uh, basketball season, you know, it's been a long winter as well, so, you know, you don't have your freshness and and you get off and you you challenge yourself with the non-conference schedule early in the year. Um, So, good to see Musselman get a win. Um, They're certainly going to be, you know, a talented team, one of the top teams in the EPAC. But really, I think it's already established that one through six can all knock each other off, it appears. So... Um, I think that this is going to be, you know, really e- – saying the top team in the EPAC or one of the top teams in the EPAC, you can make the argument that all of them are, are pretty equal, at least right now. So until we start to see um, that separation, you know, that will be really a key. But I would expect Musselman to be, uh, you know, among the top three when, when, when you really get into – the. Hard of the season but uh you know it's good to see them get off to a good start here or get that first one of the season I should say and after kind of a slow start
4: yeah it was a good win for them to finally not have to I guess be in a slump anymore that now kind of set that aside refocus after a win and bounce back and that's what Musselman needs they're still a team that has the experience in the area a lot of other teams and two teams that we'll see tonight uh very young teams after large senior classes from last year. So it's there if Musselman wants it. It's just, I agree, as Nick said, not if they could have put it together, when they could put it together. So it's nice to potentially see that that's going to start early and hopefully it continues throughout the entire season for the Appleman.
2: Yeah, and that'll be something that we'll obviously be checking on as we go out through the season. We'll have their game tomorrow at Hedgesville, so that'll be a good game to see. Hopefully. Weather's looking like we'll get a full game at Hedgesville for the first time. Obviously, last Friday didn't get a full game there at uh, the Hedgesville Baseball Complex. But to uh, build a dome. (laughs) Yeah, because that'll go over well. Um, We'll talk uh, Martinsburg Baseball as we'll have them tonight. They got an 18-6 victory over Frankfurt last night on the road, and everything seemed to go right for the Bulldogs as uh, At the top of the lineup is where it's at. Jordan Camby went one for three with three RBIs. Landon Sifford, three for four with six RBIs. Uh, Michael Lupus, two for six with two RBIs. And then the freshman, uh, Jameer Brown, one for two with four RBIs and three walks. He's already making his presence felt, guys.
3: Yeah. Uh, He got on base in that game against Hedgesville, so he's clearly a kid that when you see him too, he doesn't look like a freshman. You know, He looks like a sophomore or junior out there. Uh, with his stature and just plate presence. Um, So clearly a really talented kid uh, that comes in and joins what's a very young Martinsburg team and looking to make an impact right away. Um, They kind of already have, you know, the majority of their lineup figured out based on what returns from last year and what your expectations are uh, for those guys. But um, those last four or five spots, you know, you really are kind of open right now, and it will depend on who plays better. Uh, early in the season. So for Martinsburg, um, while obviously they want to get these early season wins, especially in conference against a team like Jefferson, um, it's not going to be too important right now. I think for them it's going to be important to figure out what kind of team they have, who's going to be in the lineup uh, most consistently, and who's going to really produce for you because there's really just a logjam of kids where you don't necessarily know who's going to separate themselves and uh, these early opportunities in the season where you're getting these good wins can be opportunities to get a lot of kids in the game, but also in in these conference games, uh, in particular one like tonight, you know, when you have a big time opponent who steps up in those big moments. So uh, it will be interesting to see, but I think Martinsburg definitely has, you know, a good core, but who steps up around that core and who kind of fills out this group will be – really the difference in how far this team goes this year
2: yeah and looking at the on the mound last night Ben Risenweber I believe a sophomore yes sophomore went uh three and two-thirds innings four hits two runs two earned four walks three strikeouts he did get the win though uh but obviously 18 runs enough when you only give up two runs earned um Obviously you don't want that, but you know, you're you're adjusting to the varsity level and Ben Reisenweber you'll see that throughout the season now he does Christian. Sorry, Alter he's a junior. Junior. Yeah. Christian Alter came in, went three and a third, seven hits, four runs, one earned, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, but Reisenweber went under seventy pitches, so he'll have you know, he'll be available by the weekend for their doubleheader this Saturday, obviously. Um but uh, more Bulldogs will have, obviously, later tonight uh, with the Jefferson game at uh, 6.30 with the pregame. Elsewhere, to going on tonight around the EPAC, Washington hosts Musselman. So, Musselman has three big games in three days. They got the first win last night. They uh, play Washington tonight and then play Hedgesville tomorrow. So, back-to-back days with the EPAC games. Uh, Hedgesville travel to Hampshire and Spring Mills host Kaiser. So, that's kind of the docket for tonight's game. So, the EPAC baseball roundup will be uh, big tonight, Nick.
3: Yeah, and a lot of good games coming up tonight throughout the week. So, of course, we'll have Musselman-Hedgesville tomorrow, so that should be a good EPAC game. Um, Thursday you'll have the uh, Martinsburg-Spring Mills, so some good conference games coming up, good non-conference games. It's the early part of the season. You know, baseball, you really just jump right into conference play. It's like a mixture of both, and you kind of go back and forth throughout the season opposed to you know, football and basketball, where typically you start your season with your non-conference games, then you work into your conference uh, for baseball season. It's right away, you know, you got to get ready for conference games, which will determine how the coaches vote, because there still is a vote, we do believe, in the uh, determination of how the sections uh, align at the end of the season in terms of your ranking. So, you know, it's important to get off to a good start, opposed to the other sports where obviously in football you know when you have the point system you want to get off to a good start but uh, in basketball you could get off to a, a you know a slow start like we saw with malman in basketball how they started the year two and nine went on that run uh, or two and seven excuse me and went on that run baseball and football it's really important to get off to a good start because you're already playing your conference games and you're already taking on the teams that are going to determine how far you can get into the playoffs this year.
2: Yeah, that is big. We'll look at some softball scores as well. Spring Mills fellow James Wood out of Virginia 12-1. Cardinals now sit at 2-1. They're at Clear Spring for a 4.45 p.m. contest this afternoon. Martinsburg got swept in a doubleheader by Berkeley Springs, 60-0, 19-1. They play Jefferson tonight at 7 p.m. Two other EPAC games going on today. Musselman travels to Washington and Hedgesville travels to Hampshire. So that's kind of your EPAC baseball and softball reports. Uh, But that will do it here for this first segment of the Sports Mix potentially uh, might have to move around what's going on because we talked about this on the show prior uh, but have got word via a source uh Pretty good source. That was a pretty reliable source. That uh, Marshall has named a new women's basketball coach, and it could be what uh, what we predicted on the show. We'll talk about that after this two minute break. Show sponsored in part by the Hagerstown Ford. Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll talk this breaking news. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR on
1: Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you need, your new ride delivered to you. At no risk. See dealer for details.
0: You're tuned in to The Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10.
2: Welcome back to this edition of The Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. As uh, we were slated to talk about something else, but we don't have a lot of time, so don't want to get into a topic that maybe we can save for the end of the show. Uh, but it is being reported by a former Marshall uh, play-by-play broadcaster, Jake Griffith, that uh, Kim Stevens of Glenville State College Women's Basketball, they're currently in, headed to the Final Four, I believe, of the D2, or no, Elite Eight, excuse me, they were in the Sweet 16 they won seventy eight sixty eight 68 last night over the University of Tampa. They'll play Ashland University in the Elite Eight semifinals. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Elite Eight semifinals. Shouldn't that be elite? Quarterfinals, you'd think, is Elite Eight, right? It's a
3: region semifinals.
2: Oh, okay, that makes or, sense, yeah. yeah. All right, well, they'll play Ashland on Wednesday, but it's being reported... Uh, that uh, led Glenville State to their D2 title in 2022, has accepted the head coaching job at Marshall, uh, per his sources. Uh, that's big for Abby Beeman, because obviously, like, she's an in-state person. She probably knows who Abby Beeman was. They probably played each other, I think, at one point. Glenville State played Marshall. Or, excuse me, they did in the tournament.
4: Yeah, last so year. So, I couldn't play State
2: Glenville, Glenville win. State. Too. But Marshall that's did play Glenville do. State, but that was not, uh, not too good of a contest, from what I understand. Uh, but that's big news, guys. Yeah.
3: Um, and it's
2: Marshall swoops in before West Virginia decided to swoop in, which I think is huge because West Virginia's head coach left on Friday to go to the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said they're doing a nationwide search. Everybody thought, oh, well, she'll go there after no movement from Marshall while well, they're still playing. But uh, I think that's this is big for Marshall.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think, too, for her it makes a lot of sense that she wouldn't go from D2, write the WVU, probably stop at Marshall first uh, because you know, typically you, you have to work your way up a little bit more before you go into a major conference. But I mean, either way, uh, I think that this is a good hire for Marshall. You know, I did like Coach Kemper. I thought he was a good coach, um, but they just didn't have that consistent postseason uh, success that you wanted to see. Um. So we'll see if that can be brought here by Coach Stevens, but uh, congratulations to her and definitely exciting if you're a Marshall fan or a Marshall women's basketball.
2: A lot of coaching moves in college happening today, mm-hmm. Colin. You announced one to us right before we went on the air.
4: Yeah, it was uh, on the men's basketball side. The uh, coach of Fairleigh Dickinson has now accepted a uh, five-year deal to go coach for – Iona after Iona's coach and uh Patino has now went to Saint John's after Saint John's fired their coach so it, it's just interesting to see all these moves uh still in tournament time.
2: Saint John's coach was who?
4: Can't remember the name. Was it off Ed top Cooley? Head?
3: No, Cooley oh. went from Providence. No, that's to where was Cooley's Providence
2: to Georgetown. Ed Cooley's so. being hired by Georgetown after Georgetown fired their head coach. So a lot of coaching movements right now.
3: Yeah, and I think this is a couple of good moves here patino trying to get back into the big east back into kind of big time college basketball uh so he has the opportunity to do that at st john's i know there were the rumors last year that he might go to maryland uh, but that did not happen um so he ends up at st john's uh, a program that's definitely had success over the years and has also had some down seasons as of late so We'll see if uh, he can bring back success there, but obviously a a huge name uh, draws interest, and he's been successful everywhere he's gone, so I would expect Patino to, except for in the NBA, um, I would expect him to continue to have success at the college ranks here, St. John's. And then the uh, move for Cooley, you know, Cooley has brought Providence to relevance over the last couple of seasons or, or really since he's been there. Um, a program that really didn't have that much success. And Georgetown, I mean, what has happened with them? They haven't been relevant since Otto Porter left, it seems like, and and that was when they got upset by uh, Fuller Gulf Coast. And, you know, Georgetown just, you almost forget that they are one of the basketball powers, traditionally. Um, You know, not quite on the Duke, Kansas, you know, North Carolina type, Uh, but they're right there with like a Syracuse, Maryland type of school that Uh, you know consistently produces you know good basketball talent and good basketball teams and they just haven't really been relevant so hopefully Cooley can get them back because I think it's good for college basketball to have a team like Georgetown uh, you know relevant
2: yeah
4: I completely agree and it's even more crazy that they've really fell off because of the location right in DC we know that area with the high schools around them is a terrific basketball area so it, for the entire college basketball world it's uh nice to see teams like georgetown a small school in dc be a presence on a uh, national stage
2: yeah and obviously more college basketball news will come out as kind of the tournament winds down you would think some more coaches may be on the move officially as they get out of the tournament uh, like we saw with fairly dickinson uh, but, uh, that, you know, a lot of moves coming down here in the next few weeks. And uh, I think with that, uh, we'll wrap up this segment. On the other side of this break, we'll hear from head coach of the Jefferson Cougars baseball team, John Lowry Sr. Segment, not going anywhere. segment <laughs> Sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just some plant store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack. Once on a way, go to Orsini's.com. For more on the other side of this break, again, John Lowry Sr., Uh, Jefferson Cougars, head baseball coach, will join us.
5: Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg.
4: Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro
1: Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offers same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE.
4: The Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association would like to thank Pine Creek Structures for being a diamond sponsor and City National Bank, Eastern Panhandle Heating and Cooling, DRB Homes, High Point Roofing, and Aspen Home Improvements for being platinum sponsors of the 26th Annual Home Show. The Home Show this year will take place March 25th and 26th at the Martinsburg Roundhouse. For more information, visit www.easternwvhomebuilders.org.
0: We hope to see you there. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. And we're joined now on the phone by the head coach for the Jefferson Cougars baseball team, head coach John Lowry, Sr. How are you doing today, Coach Lowry?
6: I'm doing well, thank you.
2: A nice day for baseball today, as you have your EPAC opener here in Martinsburg. You're faced the Bulldogs, uh, but your team already won and zero on the season. You got a three two victory over Frankfurt last week. Uh, what's the different? What, what are we going to see from your team this year compared to past teams?
6: Well, you know it's the nature of uh, what we do as high school uh, coaches. You you know you have guys that move on, seniors that graduate, and you hopefully have guys that are ready to step up and fill in and play. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's your opportunity uh, to play those those guys that are stepping up. And that's, uh, we think we're, we're fortunate to have some people with, with ability to do that. We had a good game the other day, 3-2. Uh, we pitched well. We, we didn't have any errors in the field. Uh, you know, swinging the bats, I think that's something that, that as the season goes on, we'll uh, get better at. but. Um, you know, if, if you had if there's three elements to the game, offense, defense, and pitching. Uh, of course, I guess you could add base running to that. Uh, I think too that you you definitely want to be consistent with would be pitching and defense. And I think uh, I, th- I think that we can be that way. And and uh, hopefully the know, uh, yeah, the other facets of the games will get stronger as the season moves on.
3: Coach, you have been some guys that have stepped up uh, after losing such a big senior class from last year.
6: I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear quite what you said. I, you kinda...
3: After uh, losing such a big class from last year, who have been some guys that have stepped up?
6: Well, you know, we've. Um, Ryan Hefner, he, uh, you know, he called for us last year, but he was playing out of position uh, to do that, to, to help us behind the plate. Well, he's certainly uh, filled the void for us at, uh, at shortstop. To, you know, Kellen Kinsler left. And at third base, J.J. Pavanelli stepping in. Of course, he's got some. Um, choose to fill with Finn Horowitz, Finn being a uh, versatile player not only as a as a defender and sw- swung the bat for us, but he also, you know, uh, was a pitcher of the year in the state and had eight saves for us, so certainly he was a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a young man. We had to find somebody to hopefully uh, be able to do what he did. Uh, the right, uh, right side of our infield returns. Well, I guess we don't return our first baseman, but we do return a person with experience at first base, in in Riley Morgan and um, J. J. Pobinelli, who will play third in place of Finn. Uh, you know, he he can, he can play first base as well, and our our starting second baseman from last year, Josh C. and is back. So uh, we had a transfer student move in. I think it's going to be a, a an impact player for us. Uh, Caleb Fletcher, uh, he's a sophomore this year. He. He can get behind the plate. He can take his turn on the mound, and he swings the bat uh, well for us also. In uh, the outfield, you know, ready to step in, replacing Sam Wadnitz. In center field will be um, uh, Cole Lewis. Uh, Cole uh, he he swings the bat, and he can he can run it down in the outfield. Da- Daquan Shipe, uh pit pitching, and uh, in the outfield when he doesn't pitch. Uh, Landon Babington, the seniors, up from our JV team, Um, sophomore Sam Hefner, uh, Ty Duncan, Ty Vickers, you know, the the list of names goes on of guys that uh, we feel uh, uh, have the ability to play and give us depth and give us flexibility. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of getting all those things sorted out and hopefully we can, uh, you know, as we play our first couple of games, you know, guys will start to establish themselves and roles will be established and, uh, you know, we can, uh, move on and and have a um, have a good season.
4: Tonight your team gets to come to Martinsburg to take on the Bulldogs. What are you looking forward to in the game and what your team need to do to get the win?
6: Well anytime, you know, you play Martinsburg it's uh it's 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 a uh it's a, a heated type contest. Heated might not be the right word. It's a an intense type contest would probably be better. You know two schools are rivals. Uh Looking forward to playing on Martinsburg's new uh, new field. Uh, I've not driven by and seen it. It certainly looks really nice, and they've done a great job with that. So, uh, you know, Martinsburg, uh, I know you know, returns some players of note. Uh, that uh, they, they're always competitive. Uh, baseball is always a, uh, a stronghold for Martinsburg High School, and it'll be a good test and challenge for us. Uh, we look for a game where, uh, you know, pitching and defense, I think, can again help. Determined. Martinsburg obviously can swing the bats a little bit. They put 18 runs up on Frankfurt last night, and we only put three. So uh, you can see the challenge that we face in that regard. But we're looking forward to it. You know, we've only got to play once. Some of the other teams have played several times. And, you know, we want to get into that stretch where we get to play uh, back-to-back-to-back and play uh, multiple games per week. And, and uh, you know, in a six-week season when you're playing 32 games, uh, you know, hopefully the weather will cooperate and, uh, you know, our schedule's established, and hopefully we can start getting those games in on a regular basis.
2: And, Coach, you talk about your schedule. Uh, what are some highlights this year? I mean, going back to uh, Myrtle Beach once again, as you guys always do, uh, looks like you're playing a Morgantown team that will challenge you in AAA.
6: Well, you know, we go to down to Myrtle Beach. for The first game we play a team out of New York, McClancy, New York. Uh, then we play a local team, Waccamaw, who we've played in the past, and then High Point uh, uh, Academy out of High Point, North Carolina, which is um, one of the upper-level schools in in the state of North Carolina. In fact, in looking at their record, they've already played six games and they were six and up. So, and then we play the Highland School out of Warrington, Virginia. Again, they came to play us last year in our opener. We're going down there later in the season. We have that uh, the weekend. Um, Trip in which we go down to Greenbrier. We're going to play uh, Spring Valley as well as uh, Greenbrier twice. And then we have um, a four-game uh, trip out to the middle part of the state. Well, I guess two games in the middle part of the state, but on our way out, we're going to stop in Cumberland and play two against Southern Garrett and Pendleton, and the next day we'll face uh, uh, Bridgeport and Woodrow Wilson uh, out of Beckley, and uh, certainly formidable opponents. So, um, you know, you add those games to our EPAC game, plus Frankfurt, uh, plus the, a couple of the other schools that we play uh, locally. Uh, I think we have a, uh, uh, a challenging schedule, but I do think the strength of our team, one of the strengths of our team, would be the, our depth of pitching. So uh, it's always fun to try to uh, manage the pitching and uh, get the matchups that you want so that you, on a particular day, have the you know the opportunity to win. But the key is, is to get yourself prepared for the end of the season and tournament play, and I, I certainly think that our, our schedule um, will will do that for us,
3: Coach. You mentioned uh, your pitching depth, and uh, you do lose, you know, quite a few pitchers from last year. Sammy Roberts, uh, Griffin Horwitz, to do be to be the uh, two big names that you lose there, uh, but you return DaQuan Schaefer along with some guys like Riley Morgan that got a few innings here and there, so. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on the staff and uh, how do you kind of get the best out of those guys this year?
6: Well, Ryan Hefner is going to take his, his turn on the mound. He certainly, uh, you know, he's got the arm strength uh, and, and he, he's shown in pregame as well as the one scrimmage we were able to get in that he he has uh, the ability to do that. You mentioned Daquan as being back. You know, Riley last year struck out 45 in 24 innings. And he's gotten bigger and stronger, and and he's left-handed. I think, uh, without going into too much detail, people are going to find that you know Caleb Fletcher was uh, a—it's going to be a significant addition to our program. Um, You know, he—he can throw, and um, uh, he's—he just going to be a guy who's going to be—he's going to be a real plus for us. Um, then you got Cole Lewis, uh, Ryan Kelly, you got uh, Ty Duncan, uh, you know, and a couple of the freshmen through the other day in the JV games. And, you know, and in certain situations, both those guys, uh, uh, Alex um, Banner and um, Jet Gross, uh, both showed the ability to, uh, you know, mid 70s to 76, 77, and throw the ball across at the knee. So, you know, they're going to be able to get some guys out. But the key, the key is, is that the guys we put out there, we want them to throw strikes, and we don't want to give the free bases up. You know, if teams beat you by swinging the bat and hitting the ball, well, that, that's, uh, you know, you can live with that. But we don't want to uh, – we want to put guys out there that can, you know, if you keep the ball across the plate and, and give us a chance in the field to, to, to get the outs uh, when the opportunity presents itself and stay away from, you know, the free 90 feet, so to speak, where you, you just – you know, just give them the 90 feet. We want to make a minute. it. That's uh, the key in our approach, uh, you know. This year is it's been, I guess, every year, you could say.
2: And, Coach, you talk about your pitching staff. Who do you have going tonight for you against a, a big EPAC team R- game?
6: Uh, Raleigh Morgan will start tonight. All right.
4: So, Coach, my question goes back to your team's schedule. Uh, you mentioned earlier and it's a lot of teams that you played last year that came to you guys, so now you get to go there. So it's created a very lopsided schedule when it comes to the amount of away games this year compared to home games. So how do you just make sure your team can adapt to that this year?
6: Well, I mean, last year we were fortunate to play them at home, like you say, it just turned out. But you know, you you look about them, you look at them as being home and away, but in a number of games, I can think of six games right now. They're they're. Uh, played on neutral sites actually uh, six or seven of them are on neutral sites so you know that's a little different than saying that you're playing away I know you're not playing on your field but the other team's not playing on their field either so uh, but uh, you know just the way it happens to work out this year obviously the EPAC games split up to where we're you know every year we're going to have the same number home and away but um, you know a couple of the teams uh, were in here last year for the weekend double hitters on Saturday and it's, you know, it's our turn to go their way this year. And that's just, just the way it worked out. And, um, really in a, in a way that's another way of challenging your team. You're on the road and you, you know, a lot of times it will come down and you'll have to get those three outs in the bottom of the seventh to, uh, hopefully maintain a lead. And, um, you know, it's good to learn to play, uh, play that way too.
3: Coach, when you look at the, uh, <clears throat> EPAC this year. Um, in the past, you and Martinsburg have really been the top two programs, but uh, this year, just based on you know knowing about the players returning, you have Musselman and Hedgesville who return a lot. Spring Mills returns quite a bit as well. So uh, are you expecting this year to be uh, super competitive? I mean, obviously it always is. Washington's going to have a good team as well this year, but uh, maybe compared to years past, this might be one of the more competitive seasons we see in the EPAC.
6: Well, you look around. I mean, you can you can look at the different teams. You know, the uh, Musselman features uh, you know multiple uh, strong arm pitchers and, you know pitching, and uh, at this level, is it's really significant. to keeping in games. Uh, Martinsburg uh, returns the uh, uh, Boober kid, and they uh, and they have some some arms around him. Plus, they have uh, the Canby kid in center field, and some other kids that can really run. Uh, you know, they'll always, uh, as you said, they'll, they'll always be competitive. I understand Spring Mills had a pitcher move in from uh, Williamsport that uh, pitched the strong game for them in their opener. And with the players that they have returning, with the addition of an arm like that, it, uh, you know, it certainly uh, brings strength to their program. And you can look out at Hedgesville and see the, the Lauder kid, uh, the Ruiz kid, and uh, some of the other kids that they have returning, uh, you know, the, the, you're right. I think it's going to be a, a very interesting and competitive league uh, with each game being meaningful. And, and the implications beyond that will be for the seeding for when it comes for the, uh, you know, the section on the regionals because, uh, uh, you know, those are the six teams. Of course, Hampshire comes into our section, but they're not in the EPAC. 16s, you know, the, not only do we play in the EPAC, but we basically play against each other coming sectional and, um, um, you know, regional tournament times, Washington, uh, you know, you've seen what they've done. They scored 23 runs their first game. They scored 22. I think uh, the other day up at Hampshire. So obviously they can swing the bat. They have the Reed kid. who's It's good as any player in the area. Uh, and they, uh, the Moore kid swings the bat form. And uh, you know, that from top to bottom, you know, they're, uh, you got to get them out. They're not going to get themselves out. So uh, that's what makes it fun. It's going to be competitive. Each game is going to be meaningful. And, uh, you know, uh, teams, I think, need to value uh, being ready to play, you know, not just going out and going through the motions, but being ready to compete every night when they step out there.
2: Coach John Lowry, Sr., our guest. Thanks for the time, Coach Lowry, and we'll see you here in a few hours.
6: Okay. Appreciate you having me on.
2: I was head coach for the Jefferson Cougars baseball program, the legendary John Lowry Sr. Guys, now we know a little bit more about the Jefferson team. We didn't know a lot about them with the guys that they had left, but I think that this uh, you know, this transfer they got in, Caleb Fletcher could be a legit guy in the EPAC
3: this year, just based upon what he's saying.
4: Yeah, they're always the uh, team to beat, so it'll be fun to get to see them tonight.
3: Yeah, anytime you have a Hall of Fame coach like Coach Lowry, uh, you have a tradition there at Jefferson – um, you expect them to be good and uh they have a culture too and they and I think those kids understand how to build on that culture culture and uh you know play at a high level and we see even at the little league level, Jefferson is a really good team so it's it's a full you know progress throughout not only the varsity program but the jV down to the middle school and the little league as well. so you know everybody kind of feeds through into that varsity team. And, you know, they don't rebuild, they retool. So Jefferson will be one of the top teams. Will they necessarily uh, win the region? You know, that's still yet to be seen. I think it's tough to do that with an inexperienced team. Um, But if anybody can do it, it will be Jefferson with that uh, coaching staff and obviously Coach Lowry there heading things up. You can't count them out on uh, any given night or in any preseason ranking ranking or anything like that. You know, you have to put them toward the top because they're Jefferson.
2: Yeah, and that they are. Uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the side of this break. We'll wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk the uh, World Baseball Classic and uh, what else? Commanders. This could be coming down the home stretch as J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington said uh, that they could be first and goal for the five where we're getting a sale done. We'll be back after this two-minute break. You're in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV
5: Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, ABACARE can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, ABACare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. An appointment at ABACARE includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit dot org.
0: Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
2: Well, Nick, some martial news comes out. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix here. Uh, but uh, some martial news comes out about a women's basketball head coach. And uh, naturally, the men's basketball has to follow, right?
3: I suppose so. And Dan D'Antoni re-ups for a three-year deal. So he is 75. He'll be at least with the herd until he's 78. So, I mean, sounds like a
2: Apparently, good deal, right? from what I've heard, he just didn't want to play on one-year deals. He didn't want to Kirk yeah. Cousins it.
3: He didn't want to play
4: on one-year deals. Or coach Lamar so He
3: didn't want to
2: coach on one-year deals, from what I understand.
4: Makes uh, sense, but, right? Yeah, but that Maybe was, he, I think, he has the an agent, unlike Lamar. He
2: probably does. <laughs> he probably does. He is. He did coach in the NBA.
3: Yeah, as an assistant, though.
2: He still did coach in the NBA. All right, and he's coaching under his brother. So
3: all right,
2: I don't segment. Know if he had
3: to negotiate too yeah. much with his brother.
2: Segment sponsored in part by the Mirias Group of Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 725, or excuse me, whoa. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Call
4: 304-263-4343. Where are you getting 725 from? And that's another sponsor.
3: It's the address for the ladies. <laughs> oh. 725 Winchester Avenue.
2: <laughs> no, that is the, I appreciate uh, sure It's Kelly Allstate Insurance. Ah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs>
4: The ladies, <laughs> Is that your way of now saying laddies? <laughs> no, the ladies. <laughs> All right, let's get back on 7. track.
2: Five Winchester Avenue. Let's get back on track here. Commanders, uh, according to JP Finley over the weekend, he posted a tweet Saturday night. He said their first down and goal from the five yard line. <laughs> Yeah. with this sale news yesterday magic johnson apparently has joined josh harris's bid along with michael Raines, dc billionaire uh to buy the team uh we could be uh we could be getting this by the time the owners meetings start next I, week
4: i completely agree i think it's going to be announced during the any moment honestly no, honestly i think it's, I think it's waiting like, for the owners meetings and i think in agreements there. And they're just waiting. They're to just make it public. no. I
2: think I think a verbal agreements there. I think the yeah. lawyers are just working out numbers and exact everything. And literally at any moment, you, we could get I, an I think Adam we Schefter get it bomb
4: next week during the owners meetings. I don't know. Which should happen. Take place the twenty eighth and the twenty ninth. So
2: yes, but Sunday It'll I believe be is when days. the media meets down there. Uh, but did you see what came out yesterday in the athletic story? I believe Ben Standig wrote this story. Um, uh, that Washington's contracts that they signed, all the signing bonuses mm-hmm. aren't within 30 days. Usually it's within 30 days. They're within 60 days. Okay. So that means Dan Snyder's like, uh, heck with the new owner. You got to pay all those signing bonuses.
4: I mean, he's playing a game. He he doesn't want to leave. I, I still think there's partially some forcefulness there, which it obviously is necessary from the NFL. But as long as it gets done, which honestly, as I said earlier, I think it's done. They're just waiting for the owners meeting to make it official.
2: What do we got think a about Philly
4: him? guy buying the team. It's gonna sabotage. He also owns
2: the, the New, New Jersey Boys Devils, Nation. think. He's a yeah. sports owner.
3: I mean, not he owns a... the Devils, so the Devils are right by Philadelphia kinda. New Jersey's kinda close to Philly.
2: But now Magic Johnson in on the bits.
3: Right? Magic's an LA guy. They're moving to LA. do not
2: put this out there, Nick. Nobody's moving anywhere. If anything, right. they're moving back to DC to RFK. DC doesn't want them. They will. They will How once you know? Josh or once uh Dan Snyder's are great you of, in charge great of, of
3: ownership. DC Stadium operations. You didn't know that?
2: Yeah, you didn't know that, Nick? Well,
3: that's quite the job. Somebody doing here.
2: This is his part time job.
3: Part time. You work a lot of hours <laughs> to, it to be fine. <laughs>
2: Oh No But Josh Harris You think he's uh, You think he's a Philly guy? Yeah He was born in 1965 In Chevy Chase, Maryland And he attended High school in Washington D.C. At the field school
4: Doesn't matter So he's been sabotaging The 76ers Maybe
2: um, I'm just saying He's not a Philly guy He's a D.C. guy He's I mean, a sports he's guy a...
4: So it's I hope the deal gets done
3: how much are we thinking? What if the 76 sixers won? Since
2: so Josh I, I
4: don't Harris know how much it's going to be. I, I was because did you see all this stuff on Twitter? Yeah, all these I, I people that the bought their
2: that, check marks are, are tweeting out things that uh, they're like basically like, oh, Washington Commanders I'm waiting for some some sort, waiting for everything to become official. Six billion dollars to Josh. No, that,
4: that's not the numbers that I was talking about. I was talking about um, whenever Dan Snyder bought this team back in what ninety nine, I believe it is. It was the, uh, I'm trying to remember the words that was used in the uh, article, I think it was the uh, biggest buyer, most sought after, most expensive uh, franchise in sports. Yeah. It, it was the most sought after one because it was Washington and it was the top one. Now it's not even close. It's not even the top in the NFL. It's the eighth most expensive estimated Franchise just in the NFL alone, so not even baseball or anything else.
2: Yeah, I mean either way, like Dan Snyder's getting a return on investment way yes, above I mean, what it is. I mean, what he paid for it, what it is—that's just natural and
4: inflation, mo- money differences between '99 and 2023. That—that's how it's going to work for anybody. Yeah, but it, it just shows you how big of a cultural shift. It is in this franchise to where it was the top of the top in the NFL before he bought it and now it's just a laughing stock.
2: yeah also according to Adam Schefter uh, that uh, free agent linebacker Anthony Walker is visiting the team today as well so we'll see maybe they they sign him to a deal or they put the bonus afterwards later <laughs> uh, but uh, we got a couple of minutes left on the show uh, women's the ncaa women's tournament a lot of upsets yesterday
3: yeah for the first time since uh 2009 only two of the one seeds make it to the sweet 16 which was kind of cool to see uh because typically you know you think of your women's bracket and, and it's pretty chalk uh the mid-majors don't have as much of a chance to compete as they do at the men's for whatever reason there's isn't that balance in the competition so Over the last few years, really since UConn has kind of dropped off a little bit, I mean, there's still UConn, there's still a really good program, uh, but we've seen other teams win the national championship, we've seen other teams be relevant, Uh, the sport's growing quite a bit, and uh, I think it's just good for the sport of women's basketball to see more balance, more competition, um, and hopefully this continues to make the women's tournament maybe as exciting as the men's one day as we continue to see upsets and uh, stuff like that, so...
4: And it's not just the mid-majors that is really increasing the competition. It's other teams in the power conferences that haven't really been close to the levels of a Notre Dame, of a Tennessee, or Stanford, South Carolina, and UConn. There's these teams like Ole Miss who just knocked a team off. Uh, Miami was able to pull off an upset. So it's still well-known programs that just haven't been on that level for women's basketball so it's building competition as a whole not just lower competing with the upper it's everything going full circle
3: yeah so it's definitely good to see if you are you know a sports fan just in general uh the women's tournament getting a little bit more exciting and uh you know there's definitely less predictability which is always good for sports
2: yeah Definitely always good for sports here. Got about a few seconds here before we hit the outro, but it uh, be a big night of baseball here on Talk Radio WR and RTV 10, WR and RTV on YouTube. We'll get going 10 minutes early on the pregame show at 6.30, and then at 6.50 we'll be the, at P.O. Faulkner Park the new field dedication to uh, what the Berkeley Post we will do with the turf, putting that in there, and then 7 p.m. will be first pitch. We'll get you updated on all the other games going on tonight as well. Uh, but thanks to head coach for the Jefferson Cougars baseball team, John Lowry, for coming on talking to us about his team and this, this season as uh, it started, but there's still a lot more to go this season. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of The Sports Mix, and uh, we'll talk to you tonight at 6.30 and then again tomorrow on another edition of The Sports Mix at 12.08 p.m. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzelini, our intern Gerald Wright and our guest today Coach John Lowry Sr. I'm Spencer Please Thanks so long, we'll talk to you again tonight or tomorrow